الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له اللطيف الكريم الرحمن الرحيم وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناسح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد يا عباد الله التوحيد أهم شيء توحيد is the most important thing we continue going over the anwa' of ibadah the categories and types of worship and we have reached al-khawf al-khawf fear fear wa qala al-shaykh al-allama shaykh salih al-fawzan hafizhullahu ta'ala al-khawf min a'mal al-qulub that fear it is from the actions of the heart and this is something that is important for us to know and to remember that Iman, what is considered faith in the deen of Al-Islam, Al-Iman, Qawlun wa Amelun Yazidu wa Yantus. Qawlun wa Amelun Yazid the Ta'atillah wa Yantusu bil Ma'asiyah. That Iman is a statement and an action. It increases and it decreases. A statement and an action that increases with obedience to Allah. When one is obedient to Allah, his iman, his faith will increase. And it decreases with disobedience. When one is disobedient to Allah and he comes with sin, that sin will decrease his iman. Iman, qawlun, a statement, wa amilun, an action. قول القلب وعمل القلب A statement of the heart and an action of the heart قول اللسان وعمل الجوارح قول اللسان وعمل الجوارح A statement of the tongue and an action upon the limbs This is Iman على كل حال خوف, fear is a amal, is an action of the heart. An action of the heart. وَهُوَ عِبَادَةٌ قَلْبِيَّةٌ And it is a worship that is done with one's heart. فَالْمُرَادْ خَوْفُ الْعِبَادَةٌ And what is intended here by the Shaykh's statement and including it with the anwa' of ibadah, then he means the khawf al-ibadah. The fear that is worship. Not the khawf, tabi'i, not the natural fear, but he's talking about the fear that is worship. The shaykh, he goes on to elaborate and further explain. وَهُوَ خَوْفُ الَّذِي يَكُونُ مَعَهُ تَعْظِيمُ وَمُحَبَّةِ لِلْمَخُوفِ He goes on to explain what type of fear we're speaking about. We're speaking about the type of fear that is coupled with a glorification and a love 
from the one in which you're fearful of. So it's a fear that is coupled with a glorifying and an exhortation and love for the one that you are fearful of. You love him and you fear him. This is what it means, or this is the type of fear that is a fear that is from worship. And it's also been called the secret fear, that hidden fear. It is not permissible to direct or to have such a fear except for Allah Jalla wa'ala. So whoever fears a created thing with the khawf of ibadah, the secret khawf, khawf sir, then this individual he has made shirk. This individual he has made shirk. Naam. And the shaykh he goes on, he says, like for example the one who is scared with these with the type of fear that makes him give a category from the category of worship to the one that he's fearing from those created things for example the one who he's scared of a jinn so therefore he sacrifices to the jinn so the jinn won't bother him in the light. The one who's scared of a person who is dead in his grave, so therefore he sacrifices for that one who is dead in his grave and the like. And bil asad, ma asad shadid, with great regret, we have this in the ummah. We have this in the ummah, as is well known for some of the individuals who make shirk with their awliya, who make shirk with their awliya, their quote-unquote patron saints and the like. You will find that some of them will have pictures of these mashayikh or these awliya quote-unquote. And if a person were to come and they were to rip up and tear up that picture, they will become scared that now something might happen to you. If a person were to come and were to tear down the picture, as some of them have the pictures inside of their masajid from those who have been afflicted with the bid'ah of tasawwuf, and they have the picture of their sheikh in the masjid, if a person were to come and to rip down the picture, to burn the picture, tear up the picture, they will become scared that now something bad might happen to that person because he disrespected the picture of the sheikh. You even had an incident, as one of the ulama, they explained how when they were visiting Tanta, the Am Tanta in Misr, Tanta, Egypt, huh, that it was an individual who was asking for money outside of the masjid of, say, Bedouin. So when the individual gave them money, they began to think Sayyid Bedouin to say some words of shirkiyah directed towards Sayyid Bedouin. At this point, the one who had given the money, he took his money back. He said, return to me the money. I did not give you the money so that you can make shirk billah. From that point, a person who was hearing this, he became fearful. He became scared. Because he thought now, because you have done that, Sayyid Bedouin is going to get us now. Sayyid Bedouin is going to get us. This is the fear shirkiyah. This is the fear that is shirkiyah. Likewise, from the fear that is shirkiyah, it is like that which the kuffar, they teach their children in these days right now. Around this time, when they're about to celebrate their practice, the celebration of Christmas, based on paganism and kufr and shirk, and they tell their children about Santa Claus, you better watch out, you better not cry to the end of it. 
making their children scared of a person who don't exist, making their children scared of one of their saints who dead a long time from now, depending upon what they think and what they believe in regards to who this man Chris Kringle was and the like. But you find the children are scared of some fat man inside of a jolly big red cloak and the like, scared of him when the man is not there. If they're referring to the saint that they made a saint, the man is dead. Scared of him for what? What can he do? So this is what the shaykhis are talking about now. And this is just a reminder during these days to remind us of the evil of Christmas. To remind us of the shirk and paganism that is connected to it and where it came from. So don't you dare give a Christmas present. Don't you dare accept a Christmas present. Don't you dare wish someone a Merry Christmas and don't you dare reciprocate when they wish you one and tell them you too. Because this will be you acknowledging, this will be you accepting that practice. This will be as if you are saying to them that there's nothing wrong with this practice, I acknowledge it and I accept it as well, and this is why you're participating with this with them. Do not do this, but rather call them to Tawheed, call them to fear Allah Ta'ala, call them to that which is correct, call them to the deen of Islam, and you will never be able to establish Islam by way of kufr. You're not going to guide a person to Islam by eating down and eating Thanksgiving dinner with them. You're not going to guide a person and to call a person to Islam by celebrating Christmas with them and the like. Call them to Islam. This type of fear that they have, this fear of sir, they fear the one dead in his grave that he can do something to them. They fear the one who was not present in the light. Then this is from shirk. The Shaykh, he says, whoever does this, whoever fears the jinn, or they fear the one who was dead, with this type of fear, the fear that's ibadah, فَإِنَّهُ يَكُونُ مُشْرِكًا شِرْكِ الْأَكْبَرُ Then verily he will be one who was a polytheist, who had committed major polytheism, major shirk. وَأَمَّا الْخَوْفِ طَبِيعِي But with regards to الْخَوْفِ الطَّبِيعِي And this is why you find it, the deen of al-Islam. Shuf, this is how you find Ahlul Sunnah. Naam, the middle course. The middle course. Naam. Because the reality is that you have a fear that's from ibadah. And you have a fear that's tabi'i, natural. No one is going to be harmed because he has a natural fear. So you don't find the Muslim, the Sunni, you don't find him telling the people, it's not permissible for you to be scared. You don't find that. But they tell them what? Don't be scared with the type of fear, or don't have the fear of the type of fear that's shirkiyah. Don't have a fear that's shirkiyah. Don't have a polytheistic fear. But with regards to the fear that's natural, there's nothing wrong with the natural fear. And this is how you find the Muslim. This is how you find the Sunni, Athari Salafi, like this in the middle, putting everything in its proper place. That fear that we have for ibadah, that fear of ibadah, that we give that to Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone. Naam, because we're scared of Allah Ta'ala more than anything else. But regards to a natural fear, then it's okay for you to be scared. The Shaykh, he says, Like a person, he fears the enemy. The enemy. A person will have a natural fear to be fearful of the enemy because he knows the enemy intends for him harm. The enemy intends to do harm to him and the like. So he's scared. This type of fear is okay. Likewise, the Shaykh, he says, وَتَخَافُ مِنْ And likewise, he may be scared of a predatory animal and the like. 
This is a natural fear. If a person, he's in the woods and he's hunting and the like, he comes out of his tent and he finds in front of him a grizzly bear. What are we going to tell the man? Oh, you better, why are you scared? Don't be scared of a grizzly bear. Of course he's going to be scared with a natural fear because he knows the harm that the grizzly can inflict upon him. So this is a natural fear. A person, he comes out and he's in the savannah and he runs into a lion. Of course he's going to be fearful and the like because of the, he knows the damage the lion can do to him. A person is inside of the ocean and he sees the fin of the shark. Of course he's going to be fearful because he knows what the shark can do to him. Person here down in Florida, he's inside of the lake and the like and he sees a, a crocodile alligator. Of course he's going to be fearful because he knows what that animal can do to him. This fear is natural fear. Nothing wrong with this type of fear that a person he will have a fear from the likes of these predatory animals and the like. So it's important that we understand what type of fear is allowed and what type of fear is not allowed. It's, a person, it's important that we understand what type of fear is from Ibadah and what type of fear is natural. So that the fear that's from Ibadah, we give it to Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone. And that fear that is natural, then it's okay to have that natural fear and the like. Insha'Allah Ta'ala, this is clear to us. الأحياء منهم والأموات فاستغفروه فإنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد Shaykh Yozan, the Imam, the Mujaddid Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, to mention next, Warrajat, and hope, and hope. Shaykh Yozan, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, Min anwa'a al-ibadah, al-rajat. From the categories of ibadah is, al-rajat, hope. Wa huwa, ta'meel al-khayr. فيما لا يقدر عليه إلا الله. This is important now. We understand what type of hope we're speaking about. What type of hope is from ibadah? The Sheikh he says, and it is to want something that is good, to long for and to hope for something that is good from those things that none has the ability to grant you them except Allah. So for the person who hopes for for the jannah. Huh? Then this hope has to be connected to Allah and Allah alone. Because only Allah grants the Jannah. A person who hopes to escape the fires of hell, then this hope is restricted to Allah because only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save the servant from going to hell. Only Allah can prevent the servant from going to hell. No one else. No one else. And this is a very important point to mention. Because you have from the Sufiyyah those who have been afflicted with the bid'ah of at-tasawwuf, those who believe that their mashayikh and their awliya can prevent them from going to the hellfire. As-Sheikh Salih Suhaimi, Allah Ta'ala, he mentions that you have some of them who made statements, some of their mashayikh, Sufi mashayikh, they made statements saying, on the day of judgment, I will put, I will put my tent over the hellfire, and I will stop the people from going in it. 
This is what one of the Sufi Mashaykh said. I will put my tent over the hellfire and I will stop the people from going in it. I will save them from the hellfire. So you find that those individuals who take this man as a wali from their awliya, they make dua to this man, hoping that al Qiyamah, he will save them from going to the hellfire. Yes, Salam, this individual's miskin, he can't even save himself from the hellfire. If Allah intends to put him in hell, he can't save himself. So how in the world is he going to put a tent and save others? Yes, Salam. This type of hoping, hoping in the likes of this individual will save you from that, is shirkiyah. This is a hope that is polytheistic. This is not proper. Likewise, you'll find individuals going to the grave, whether it is Say Bedouin, whether it is Hussein, whether it is, whether it is, whether it is, and they're writing letters, throwing it back there by the grave. Let my wife get pregnant. Let my wife get pregnant. This is a thing that is by the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's not a single individual, be he a medical professional or otherwise, that can guarantee a woman will get pregnant. There's not a single individual who can guarantee and make a pregnancy happen if Allah Ta'ala does not allow it. The children come from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala causes some of them to have all of one sex. Allah Ta'ala causes other of them to have both sex. Male and female children. And Allah Ta'ala decrees for others from amongst them that they will have no children, that they will be barren. So when it comes to the likes of these things, these things only come from Allah. So if an individual wants for his wife to become pregnant in the life, or a woman wants for herself to become pregnant, ask Allah. Ask Allah. No one from the human beings can guarantee any of this. Ask Allah. This is important that we point out this particular point, and that is to hope in good of that which only Allah can provide. So if an individual hopes in that, in the like of what we have mentioned, then his hope is polytheistic. So it is not permissible to intend other than Allah in those things in which only Allah has the ability to do. See, again now, but as far as the hope in those everyday affairs. And likewise, and we keep stressing this, this is the way of Ahl-Sunnah. This is the way of Ahl-Sunnah in the middle course. We don't tell people, don't hope in nothing, that's it, only hope in Allah, that's it. No, but it's the middle course. Those things that only Allah can do, then you hope for those things in only Allah. But those things that are from the everyday hopes and the like, then you can hope from those created beings in those things in which they have the ability to, to facilitate and to do. The Shaykh, he brings examples. He says, And He said, like, for example, you hope somebody gives you money. You hope someone gives you money. Now, nah, this is okay. So for the children, for example, and even as some of us grown men, uh, you know, it may be the habit of your parents that when you see them, they give you a couple dollars. You could be a grown man, you know how the parents are. And as parents, we know, no matter how old a child gets, it's still my baby. Huh? So you may see them, you may see the grandparent, and they give you some money. They give you $20 here, $30 there, $100 check there, and the like. This is from their habit. So for an individual to hope 
Then when I go see my ummi, maybe she'll give me some money. Maybe I'll give it like this or I'll spend like that. Then this is okay. Because she has the ability to what? To give you that money. She has the ability to give you that money. Maybe you might run into your brother and your brother is generous. So you're hoping you say, well, I hope he, yeah, give me some money. Huh? And he gives you money in the life. Then laugh at Laugh at But don't beg. Don't be begging. This is not something praiseworthy in Islam to beg. But in any event, the person hopes that something is given to him without him asking. This is okay because that person has the ability to do that. The Shaykh says, or that he helps you out in something in which he has the ability to do. So maybe an individual, he's moving, so he hopes that the brothers in the master are going to help him move. So he comes to the master and he tells the brothers after one of the prayers, listen, ikhwan, I'm moving on this particular day. Can someone give me a hand uh, with the move? Can someone give me a hand with the move? Uh, help me load the truck, unload the truck, and the like. He can hope in that. That's okay. Because this is within the realm of, of possibility or the ability of those in which he's hoping in. This is fine. The shaykh, says, وَهَذَا لَيْسَ مِنَ الْعِبَادَةِ And of course, this is not for worship. That a person, he hopes his brother will help him with his move. He hopes his brother will help him move the couch and the like. And of course, this is not from worship. This is okay. This is not what is intended. The shaykh, he says, for example, a person, تقول, for example, you say, Ya أَخِي أَرْجُوكَ تَعْطِينِي كَذَا وَكَذَا Like you say to your brother, Listen, man, I hope you can give me this and that. مِمَّا يَقْدِرُ عَلَيْهِ From that which he has the ability to do. وَلَكِنْ لَا تَرْجُوا مَخْلُوقًا فِيمَّا لَا يَقْدِرُ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ But rather, we do not, or however, we do not intend from a created being that which none has the ability to do except Allah. So when it comes to going to the Jannah, when it comes to being in a good situation, Yomul Qiyamah, when you meet Allah Ta'ala in the light, then we don't hope that any human being, that any created thing will help us out in these affairs because they don't have the ability to help us in these affairs. So likewise, this is why we don't make dua to any wali from the awliya. The dua, dua hul ibadah. Supplication, it is ibadah. But these individuals will say we make dua to them so that they can help us out. Make dua to them so that they can intercede with us uh, in front of Allah Ta'ala. Make dua for them so that when we meet Allah Ta'ala, it's a little more easy on us. These individuals don't have the ability to do that. We know from the authentic hadith of the Prophet that the people will go to this Nabi, then after that Nabi, and then to the next Nabi because they want the judgment to start. So they will say, could you intercede with Allah so that the judgment can begin in the light? And so all of the NBA will say, Nafsi, Nafsi. Myself, myself, worry about myself. Go to, go, to, go to such and such. They will go to and they will say, Nafsi, Nafsi. I worry about myself. Go to such and such in the light. So if the NBA, if the NBA will be worried about themselves, Yomul Qiyamah, how in the world do we think that a wali from the Oliya is going to be able to help us, Yomul Qiyamah? How? Is the NBA going to be saying, Nafsi, Nafsi? What do you think other than them are going to be saying? Until it will come to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because this is for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then he will go and he will prostrate to Allah ta'ala and he will make supplications with that which Allah would inspire him to supplicate with for the amount of time that he would do that until Allah ta'ala would tell him, raise your head and ask. Raise your head and ask, it will be granted. Raise your head and yeah, they ask, seek for intercession or to intercede and it will be granted. The likes of these things we have to ask or hope in only Allah Ta'ala that will be saved from the hellfire, saved from the punishment of the grave 
Yani save your muqiyama and the like. The Shaykh, he mentions those who have a hope in other than Allah. He said, Like those who they have a hope and those ones who are dead or they have a hope and those ones who are not present or they have a hope in the jinn. He said, this type of hope is ibadah. La yajuz. It's not permissible that it be given to other than Allah Ta'ala. And akbar. And it is major shirk. If it's given to other than Allah, then it constitutes major polytheism. Major polytheism. So now let us listen to what Allah Ta'ala he tells us. For those of us who want to prepare, for those of us who want to have the right type of hope, Allah Ta'ala he says, فَمَنْ كَانَ and whoever he is anticipating, he's hoping the meeting with his Lord. Allah Ta'ala tells us what to do. Don't pray to no wali. Don't make shirk. Nah, don't do that. Allah Ta'ala tells us that whoever is anticipating and hoping in the meeting with his Lord, then do righteous good deeds. What do you got to do? A person, he wants to be in a good position, he wants to be saved from the... Uh, torment of the grave, he wants to be safe from the hellfire and the like, he wants to be entered into Jannah, Allah Ta'ala is telling you what to do now, then what? You perform righteous good deeds upon what? Upon the Tawheed what's to prove the righteous good deed upon Tawheed? Allah Ta'ala goes on to say and he does not associate partners with his Lord with anyone, he does not associate partners with the, in the worship of his Lord he does not pray to other than Allah Ta'ala. He does not make shirk. He does not make shirk. So he's working righteous good deeds upon what? Upon Tawheed. Because a deed without Tawheed is not really a deed. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It's blown away like dust. It means nothing. The only deeds that will count are those deeds upon Tawheed. Those deeds that comply with the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Any deed that is missing one or more of these conditions, then it will not count. So it is incumbent that if we are looking forward to meeting Allah Ta'ala, then we start from now. If he wasn't already doing it, then we start to do it. If we were already doing it, then we continue to do it. We continue to put our trust in Allah, to ask Allah, to beg Allah to help and aid and assist us in it. فَإِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَى عَنِ الْفَشَّاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرُ